minutes with. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he's our movie critic. He's your movie critic, TM Powell. What's up, buddy? Those two little jerks I love are throwing a wrench into my Bucks plans next weekend because of Halloween. Like, it's oh. a 425 start, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I was kind of warned. I'm like, you guys are old enough to go out on your own, right? You can go out for an hour. I'll just catch up with you in the, in the neighborhood at some point. But, yeah, Hold man, on. Right, right in the heart of Halloween, the Bucks game. It's a... The Bucks games at uh, it's a uh, eight 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 thirty, isn't it on Halloween? Four twenty five. No, four twenty five. Four twenty five is what I thought. No, it's a it's it Sunday eight? night football. Let me look. Let me look. I, I believe it's Sunday I night it was, football. I it was a four. Let's Hold see. on. Here, maybe this can... weekend is the four, and they're the Sunday night. This weekend's four twenty five against the Bears. The Saints at four twenty five in New Orleans. Four twenty five p.m. Yeah. It is a yeah. four o'clock game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was a four twenty-five game because I've already oh. we're going with some friends, and I've already told my friend who's a big Bucks fan, like, "Yo, man, the, the kids can go out on their own for a little while. <laughs> I'm waiting to see what happens at the end of that game first. Dude, that's a game changer for me for sure because you know we're 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 supposed to have a couple of people over at the house, Zane and his girlfriend, and and uh, I don't know, maybe maybe uh, two or three other people. Leah invited over. Um, and, and we're, we're giving out candy and all that. We got our house all decorated and I think Leah's uh, being competitive and wants to win this uh, neighborhood, uh, yard decoration party, you know, contest going on. And, and, uh, I really thought it was a Sunday night football game this year. Ah, okay. No. It's four o'clock, right in the heart of trick or treating time. So you know, people are gonna be ringing the doors. Dad's gonna be like, "Damn it!" <laughs> Do they start yeah. that early? I thought the, the game would be over by like what seven o'clock. I thought that's no. when people. Oh man, uh, in our neighborhood, will the little ones like? I mean, the little bit like the, the younger ones. I'm talking about like three or four years old. I mean, you gotta think they go to bed seven thirty, eight o'clock. So. They're knocking on your door at 5 or 5.30 sometimes. Uh, I guess the clock does go back. Especially on a Sunday. Especially on a Sunday. Yeah. They may start, Johnny, it, you know this, on a Sunday, they yeah. may start knocking at 3 o'clock. Oh, my God, dude. You are so right. And 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 does the daylight savings go back before yes. Halloween? It's on that Sunday. No, no. It's after oh. November. First weekend of November. Yeah. No, I think it's, okay. I think it's a... Hold on a second. Do we know anything I between apparently uh, Will and I? I don't think we know anything. Anyway, oh, November seventh. Uh, oh, okay, I yeah, thought it was Halloween okay. night. It went back. Nah, that's only on the movies. Uh, yeah. Produce the show tonight. <laughs> 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 Thank God. Oh, we have no idea what's happening in the world. Oh Lord Jesus. Uh, yeah. So, my neighborhood. You know, they normally start coming. You know, around. I would say probably six. We don't get a whole lot of the early ones, but it's been a long, like last year, we may have had five trick-or-treaters total during COVID. We didn't have a bunch at all. So I think they're going to, I think they're going to come back with a vengeance this year. I think a lot of people are like, you yeah. know what? We got to make up for last year. We want all the candy bars and they're, there's going to be a lot. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's a Sunday too. I hope it, you know, People can get out, but yeah, the Bucks throwed it off. And, and I, I listen, I'm not complaining, but I will say we may have been spoiled with games when we sucked the last decade because yeah. it was always one o'clock. That's it, one o'clock for us. Now we got these Thursday games, these Monday night football games. I am exhausted the next day. I need a one o'clock, please. Yeah, I mean it's good for you, Will. You'll be in New Orleans, and that's an hour earlier, so the game will be at three thirty there. So you guys will have the nightlife. You'll have the whole time to go out to Bourbon Street afterwards and that's party. Gonna, that's going to be a boozy night, and I have to leave the next morning. Initially, we we got a hotel, 
to to stay one more day as a recovery day because we didn't want to drive all the way back after that that fiasco that's bound to happen. But the hotel that we got got flooded during that hurricane. So wow. we can't we don't have a hotel now. So I guess we're driving back Monday. I'm just gonna have some Pedialyte on deck oh. ready to go. Yeah, it's gonna be brutal. Oh yeah, no thank you. <laughs> yeah. We used to so. me and me and uh four buddies used to go every every year when the Bucks played New Orleans in New Orleans for the the away game and we would do uh a hotel room right there, either the French Quarter or right there Bourbon Street for we would we'd leave on a Thursday and spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday and go back every Monday and at least twice I remember I was always the driver. I remember always having to pull over several times uh you know on I10 because I had at least one or two of them had to throw up like on the way home on the side oh. of the road. Yeah, that's how that's how annihilated we would get. And it's just one of those cities where I think it's worse than Vegas when people just kind of let it lo- let loose. When it comes to just getting sloshy and disgusting, and yeah, I, I don't miss that part of it at all. Yeah, yeah, I'll stick to my normal wild night of uh, seeing a movie on a weeknight. <laughs> you crazy man? He goes, I went real nuts and had some uh, some some juju beans with my popcorn last night. Uh, and some, oh, some, and good uh, lord, when they showed us Dune, they let us see it at seven o'clock at night, and the movie was like two hours and thirty five minutes long. Oh. Oh no, no good, no good at all. All right, uh, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's talking about Dune. Um, give 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 it to me, Daddy, because I I gotta tell you, I wasn't expecting much. You know, I I don't think there's a lot of buzz for it, and I don't think it's just pandemic stuff. Uh, I've always said this about Dune, whether it's the book or even the '80s movie. I've always said I think it's a very small crowd yelling very loud about how great that movie is. Like, I, that, I think that happens with a lot of things in our society these days. But I, I've always kind of thought that would do. I think the source material is dull. So I'm going to go right out there. So you can take my review with a grain of salt. I've always thought it was dull. It's available right now on HBO Max if you have that. They've already let it loose there. Uh, and then it'll be in theaters tomorrow. And, you know, I know they've been pushing for people to see it on the biggest screen possible. But just like you said, Johnny, I don't think there's a desire from the general public to see this movie. Like, I think it's a very niche audience at best that's just kind of praised it over the years. And I, I will say this about it, that technically, like production design, special effects, the look and the cinematography, I mean, I can see why people call it a masterpiece, this new version, because it's absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. But, man, it bored me to death. I mean, it's just boring. You know, and dull, and it is loaded with the cast. I mean, the cast is loaded. Timothy Chalamet, um, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, you know, Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, I mean, this cast is loaded. And and Dennis Van who's who's directed like a rival and directed all these great movies like Prisoners. I mean, he's one of the directors now. I mean, you know, took this on because it was a passion project of his. But it is, I mean, it's just dull, and it doesn't have a lot of life either. Like, to me, I thought Jason Momoa was the best character because he actually had a personality. They're just kind of all just sad and dull characters you don't care about. And the other crazy thing about this movie is, I mean, if you've read a little bit about this, it's only supposed to be part one. It's it's just part one of the story. And, and some people have been like, oh, well, maybe Dune's just too big and it should have been in a in a television series or a miniseries. That's where it would work, you know, good. Okay, that's good. But listen, I'm going to tell you, it was two hours and 30 minutes. 
and it was pretty boring. So if I was watching episodes, and let's say that was about three or four of them, I would think it was boring, <laughs> So yeah. even if it was that. So, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I'll just come back to say that I just don't think it's a lively story. I don't think it's a story that translates. I, I know a lot of people have taken their inspiration from it back in the day. I, I get that part of it. Uh, but I, I've said this before about a lot of different old stories that they try to adapt. When you live in a world with, like, Avenger-like crossover movies, and even something as ridiculous as Fast and the Furious with cars, you know, going to space and stuff like that, you have to do a little bit more than just having a big sandworm in your movie. I'm sorry. We, we, we've seen a lot these days. We need to be entertained, or you have to really pump in the nostalgia to trick us. And I don't think this movie has enough nostalgia from the 80s one that no one really liked either to live right. off of. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't really hear much about it up until about, you know, a month ago. I didn't even know it was happening. So I uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know I we're know. in a, we're in weird times right now when it comes to movies, but still. But but here's the deal about weird times. We say we're in weird times, but then Venom let there be carnage makes 80 million dollars over the That's box weird. office weekend. A movie like Free Guy hung around and made a lot of money when people said, "Don't release your movies only in the theaters. You know, you're going to hurt yourself." I mean, Halloween Kills last weekend made $50 million, and it was on the Peacock. Now, I think that's more of a kind of sign that no one really has the Peacock. Right. <laughs> no one really I don't. cares no. about the Peacock, but we're going to do that. Also, I think even though the horror movie experience is absolutely terrible in the theater, I'm sorry to say that. I, I, I sometimes I, I used to think it was fun to see a horror movie in a theater with the crowd to see the reaction, but people have just gotten out of control with the reactions and the talk, especially yes. during horror movies. But still, even with that kind of atmosphere that can deter people away, it made $50 million. And mm. and I, I don't know why Universal and them decided to put it on the Peacock. It's like they got, you know, cold feet. They got chicken at the last second and were worried. And I was like, dude, you, you're critic proof. Like, you're review-proof. People want to see scary movies this time of year. And, oh, by the way, you have the Halloween movie, you know, to put out yeah. there in front. I mean, the, you know, slasher Halloween movie, not just for the namesake, but that one that's a staple. I, I, I don't understand the decision behind that, but I'm still glad because my friend is a writer and producer on the movie that it still made $50 million. <laughs> so, I mean, but at yeah. the same time, I'm just like, man, the studio, why, why do they do that? Because you just see people getting scared. Like, Marvel move their whole entire slate. Now, there's probably lots of reasons why they moved it, but the first thing I thought is, well, that's a studio concerned about a COVID spike in the heart of winter, because that could totally happen again. I mean, it's, it's not out of the question to happen again, and if, it were and if it does, that's when people start getting nervous and they don't show up. We've seen it happen certain times of the year, but I still think, at the same time, I think the box office has done very well for itself over the past two to three months. I mean, I really yeah. do, whether it was Shang-Chi, even Black Widow, that, you know, there was a lawsuit about what happened with it, and it was on Disney+. Plus. I mean, Johnny, it, it, it still made $80 million opening week, and that's really good for the pandemic. Really good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. actually good outside the pandemic. So, I, yeah, I, I, I still think that we're getting some normalcy now. I think it's going to quiet down for probably the rest of October. Like, I, I saw Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch, and listen, I like Wes Anderson. I, you know, I'm not the one of these guys that's going to you know, bang the drum about he's the greatest thing ever. You know, his quirkiness doesn't bother me in movies like Rushmore, you know, the Royal Tenenbaums, you know, the last Quadrant of Steve the Zoo. 
and and this movie starts out strong. You know, it's about a newspaper, and it, it, it's like Wes Anderson Avengers too. Like the cast is insane. How many people are in it? I mean, right. Timothy Chalamet's in that, just like he's in Doom. Francis McDormand, Saoirse Ronan, Adrian Brody, Bill Murray. Uh, I mean, the cast is just loaded. Owen Wilson, you know, some of the regulars in his movies are all in it. And I thought the first story was really cool with Benicio del Toro. Um, the second story just kind of grinds to a halt. And the third story is cool. That has Lee Shriver in it and Jeffrey Wright, who I really like a lot. Um, but it, to me, it just doesn't really even fit into the rest of the story. So I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really digging this Wes Anderson film. It was almost too, it was almost too much quirkiness. Where I'm like, come on, dude, settle down a little bit. But, um, but once again, like production design. I, I, all his movies, I think, almost look like a pop-up book come to life, the way he does the sets and even a stop-motion right. movies like Isle of Dogs and the Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's like a pop-up picture book come to life. So, once again, all that stuff's incredible, but I, I just keep saying this. You, you guys just can't live off beauty alone. You've got to give me a story in there somewhere. Yeah, and it, it, it's weird that you would put so much into the visual production, like with Dune, but you're not putting anything into the content that's going to keep people, you know, uh, watching it or people talking about it in a positive way, uh, which is kind of crazy. So, yeah, the the French Dispatch, that's another one that I really didn't hear anything about until just recently. And it's a series of small stories in one in one motion picture. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's about a newspaper, a newspaper editor who ran, kind of ran the newspaper. So the way it's kind of told, it's told like it's almost you're going through the newspaper. And it, it's a love letter, love letter to journalists. It really is, like okay. true journalists and like what they wrote about the city. And it's a lot about that. So, yeah, I mean, and, and listen, Wes Anderson's a wordsmith. All his scripts are known for being, you know, very articulate and wordy and, you know, big monologues. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just, like I said, it just didn't kind of match up where I always kind of find the heart in his other films, if that makes sense. But Right. I mean, if you want to come to see some stars, I mean, like I said, Christopher Waltz, like, I was counting all the Oscars in that movie. I'm like, well, yeah, Francis McDormand's got three, Brody's got one, you know, Christopher, Christoph Waltz has one. I mean, it's it's crazy to just see, like, all the people in it. But once again, at the same time, you can load everybody up in a movie. It doesn't mean it's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, Bill Murray doesn't have a, an Oscar yet, right? No. Remember Bill Murray lost? Lost to Sean Penn. And yeah. was like kind of like visibly upset, sitting in the crowd, and like remember Billy Crystal came out and said, "It's it's all right, Bill. We still love you." You know, like cause oh. he was visibly upset. You yeah. know, like I mean, visibly upset. And I think what was tough that night was, l- listen, Sean Penn. He, he he was great in Milk. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But he did have an Oscar on his shelf already. So it was mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, like Bill didn't have one, and he has one. But, I mean, I just don't think the Oscars care sometimes because you saw last year with Chadwick Boseman <laughs> they waited till the end of the show to give the award and then gave it to Anthony Hopkins instead. And he, obviously yeah. he has an Oscar already. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't see Bill, Bill Murray getting another shot, unfortunately, either. And I love Bill Murray. Gotcha. Now, it's almost Halloween. We talked about that 10 days away. Um there's got to be besides Halloween. That's the big one for this year. And, uh, sure. you know, what, what else can somebody watch that maybe they haven't seen horror wise? I, I know I texted you the other day about malignant because I saw the trailer and I was intrigued by it, but I needed you to tell me if I should watch this thing or not. Oh, I mean, I thought malignant was awesome. Unfortunately, not on HBO max anymore. It's already expired for the month there. Um, still in theaters, but it was just bonkers. And I, I wanted to tell you this, Johnny. 
So those trailers, I mean, they, they don't show anything what that movie's really about. Like, right. I was just like, where are they going? And then I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is crazy and wild. It, it, it kind of crosses over its own genres and horror. But, yeah, I, I dig that a lot. I mean, I, 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 thought, I thought Malignant was a very nice surprise. I mean, it's not going to be for everybody because, I mean, some of the stuff in this is pretty harsh. But, yeah. man, it's, I mean, I thought it was awesome. That's just me personally. I mean, there's a lot you can choose from. I mean, you, it, it's funny because we, we kind of get, like, a lot of horror, horror comedies now that do well at Halloween and kind of get play at Halloween. Uh, you know, I, I talked about this. I talked about a great day live. It's crazy to me to see the legs that Beetlejuice have. Like, yeah. like think about how like it's still around, and it still like crosses over generations. I mean, maybe it's the Goth Kids, maybe it's the musical, maybe it's just that Beetlejuice is freaking awesome. But yeah. for whatever reason, it translates over generations. Like, you go to like Spirit of Halloween, and it's just loaded with Beetlejuice stuff. And I'm not talking about just costumes. I'm talking about like signs. Like, I bought a sign from there that was basically the ad from Beetlejuice where it, that was in the newspaper. It's a sign. I'm going to put it up in my office, leave it up year round. <laughs> but I mean, it's crazy to me to see see that kind of get the love it gets on Halloween every year. And I, I don't mind it. I think it's awesome. I mean, I know for years we all wanted a sequel to it. I don't know, Johnny. After I see how these sequels turn out, I'm kind of glad they never uh, did that with Beetlejuice. Because I've always said that's another one where if you describe mm-hmm. it on paper, you know, people be like, what the hell? What are you thinking with this? But it's so weird that it works for me. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic. And, you know, I've been torn on the on the sequel idea with that, too, because I think with the makeup and everything, I mean, it would be the same Michael Keaton. Yeah, you can make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, you so. can de-age them, too. I mean, look what Marvel does with Michael Douglas. I always think that's crazy in all the Ant-Man movies or even Avengers Endgame when they have the flashback. I'm like, dude, that, yeah. that is my Michael Douglas from the 80s right there, man. That is nuts how that looks. I mean, Kurt Russell and Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, granted, you're going to do that for a whole movie. That's going to be costly. But you know what right. I've heard, Tony? Is supposedly most of the shots from the new Indiana Jones movie, Harrison Ford has, like, dots on his face. So I mean I would assume that they're gonna they're gonna DH him one way or another in that movie if they're shooting with that they're definitely doing that. Huh, that's smart. I like it. I, I wish well, they I could mean, DH it, me it's for like, it's like makeup. It's almost <laughs> yeah. like Hollywood makeup, like where they could literally age you and make you look different in different ways. Um, you know, like in the Mini Saints in Newark, uh, uh, Vera Farmiga, she wore the big nose. Johnny, what did you think of that? I didn't see it yet, dude, because. Leah's ruining it for me because she hasn't seen Sopranos and she's on episode two, season one. And I told her, I said, I'm going to go ahead and watch it. And she's like, no, you, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. She's in there watching the, the stupid squid game right now. As I'm speaking to you guys, you know? So, okay. I'm gonna, so yeah. before I got on the air with you tonight, I was watching squid games too. I just started mm-hmm. it. Have you watched it all, Johnny? Or have you watched it? No, it's one of those things where I'm not watching it because everybody's talking about it, and it's like, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I just, uh, it's not appealing to me I, from what you, I've I, seen. I did like the first episode, and I can tell you, some people have been like, "Oh, I can't watch it because of the dubbing." Okay, for me, I watched a lot of Speed Racer in my day, and I've watched even yeah. more Godzilla, and I know for a fact you've watched a lot of kung fu movies over the years. Oh yeah, so I don't think that aspect would bother you. It doesn't bother me. Like, no. like my, my kids were like, can you watch that when it's like that? I go, dude, do you know how many Godzilla movies I've seen? <laughs> Trust mm-hmm. me, what was the, so, um, yeah. what was the Korean zombie movie, uh, from last year? 
remember? I don't remember the Korea zombie movie, but I remember Parasite. No, there was a Korean zombie movie that was dubbed, and it was a really, really good zombie movie. They were on a train, and it was like this full-on. It was like it was like uh, World War Z style Korean zombies. I mean, they were fast and athletic, and 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 just nuts. It was a good movie, and I can't think of the name of it. Zane put me onto it, and uh, it was completely dubbed over. And I, and I was. I was kind of turned off for a second until I got into the movie, and then it, you, you kind of don't really notice it after a while. So I'm not. Re- that's not why I'm not wanting to watch Squid Game. I'm just. Uh, it's. It, I think TikTok's really ruined it for me because everybody's doing parodies of it, and they they suck. They're not funny, and I just now I now I hate. Hey, Squid Will, Game tell him that's his problem that he's on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> tell I, him that's I've, the problem. Will. I've tried. Believe me, he's he's in his own world there. Whatever, man. I am. A, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a content creator, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, a lot of things get ruined on TikTok, even with movies. Like, my daughter spoiled something about the Eternals. I haven't even seen the Eternals yet, and my daughter spoiled something that I, that I found out from someone else was true. And I was like, "Come on!" But oh, yeah, I've, yeah. Heard, I've heard that TikTok is really bad with the spoilers and and stuff like that. But but just like you said. The same thing I've heard. I've heard they can really influence shows like that. Like, yeah. there's no business Squid Game should have exploded like it did. But obviously, through TikTok, through different things, mm-hmm. it did. I mean, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's weird how shows do take off on Netflix more than any other. Like, like something like Disney Plus, The Mandalorian, they have built-in nostalgia. That's going to work. Right. Same thing with their MCU shows. That's going to work. But Netflix does have this unique way of just finding, like, a certain show and just, you know, just catches wildfire, whether it was, you know, Joe Exotic, you know, with, with, uh, with, with Tiger King, uh, obviously now this with Squid Games. I mean, even Stranger Things, Johnny. I mean, that, that wasn't like some big marketed advertised show. It took off organically. Netflix, for whatever reason, is able to do that where they can just make something catch wildfire organically. Yeah, like Dave Chappelle. Uh, TM Pal, everybody follow oh, him. No, hey, listen, that, listen that, that is the truth, though. I mean, you're, you yeah. are making a good point. I mean, I know. Listen, we're all talking about it. it it's a yep. big, huge story. you got people out protesting it, and you got uh-huh. them backing them. Listen, I'm not talking about what side to fall on with this. I'm just saying that that's another perfect example. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle always did comedy, but when he's got the Netflix, it has gone to another level, for better or for worse, whatever your opinion may be. Yeah, or whether it's popular or trendy in the moment. Uh, TM, we got to take a break. I'd love to talk to you all night, but we, uh, you know, we're very limited now since they shaved all of our our time off, you know, due to corporate cuts, you know, because uh, the, the man, the man is on us, TM. Uh, TM Pal Media on all social media. Follow him, uh, and uh, you will get the best advice and really entertaining tweets all at the same time. And of course, on uh, Instagram and everything else. Real quick, before I let you go, TM, what's the score of the Bucks versus Bears this Sunday? Oh, man, they're going to get them back from that ridiculousness from mm-hmm. last year. I think Fields will make us look silly every once in a while, but I still think at the end of the day, 27-14. Ooh, all right. There you go. Thanks, buddy. I, I appreciate it. A little bit still. Thumbs hurting a little bit still. That's why I have that low score. Thumbs hurting a little. Okay. Bit still. All right. So. Well, hopefully we'll get you back yeah. soon when you see the next movie. What a, you know? What, what's coming up next that we might be able to talk to you about? I, I think a term- for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.